on SEN Plus. Welcome to The Breakfast Stable. A brand new program on SEN Plus. Good morning, Jack Muller. Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day and welcome to the first ever show of The Breakfast Stable on SEN Plus. And I'm joined this morning by my gorgeous array, because there's a few of us, um, a gorgeous array of people, um, my Breakfast Stable crewmates. First up, Miss Catherine Savazio. Good morning. Good morning, Jack, and happy Mother's Day to you too. Oh, you too, darling. Now, Catherine, you being the amazing businesswoman and travel entrepreneur that you are, we're going to have a bit of a chat with you a bit later on about what you've been up to lately. Yeah, but can't wait. Good on you, darling. And Frank Ciccone is uh, sitting there across from us, a little bit bleary-eyed this morning, aren't you, Frank? Good morning, Jack. Yes, I am. I did have a couple of hours of sleep, so we did well today. Yes, you've done really well. Um, Frank, the amazing launch of Daha last night, your new venue, and, um, you know, amongst other things, you're, you know, the hairdresser to the stars, and you have a lot to do with the um, Australian entertainment industry, so we're going to have a good chat with you a bit later on, too, about what you've been up to in and around all of that. Yes, that no, was good, and the launch was amazing last night. You guys came and supported me last night as well, mm. which is fantastic, and we've got um, a celebrity coming on later on, Tanya Doko. Yes. So, basically, yeah, it'll be great to have a chat with her later on. Awesome. How wonderful. And now I'm looking across at the very vivacious Peter Hilke. Good morning. Well, good morning, Jack. How are uh, you, darling? An amazing seafood chef and entrepreneur in, in Australia as well. You just get around all over the place doing amazing things with food. Um, and you've, again, you were last night very busy, a private function that you held, but you've been travelling the countryside too, haven't you? Well, from Naruma to Adelaide, back to Melbourne, mm. private dinners. You've got to love it. Seafood. Cakes, tarts, you name it. <laughs> and we absolutely and, love Adelaide. And, oh, and you, you did. And you bought us all presents this morning, P. Hilke. We were a bit excited about it. We're going to get into a bit more of that yeah, Mother's Day I know, stuff. Yeah, it's sure. beautiful. Love oh, you guys. Oh, you're a gorgeous man. And happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mums out there, all the women out there. You are our rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that enthusiasm. And good morning, Miss Helen Riser. How are you, my gorgeous friend? Good morning. Happy Mother's Day oh, to everyone. Thanks, darling. <laughs> Melbourne socialite, PR and events guru of Melbourne. Literally, what did I say the other week? No arancini ball in Melbourne gets served without you knowing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, oh. Melbourne, we are blessed. We are blessed with a lot of r amazing parties and events and launches. And mm. and uh, so there's lots to talk about. There is a lot to talk about <laughs> and you're going to get into a bit of that later on as well. But yeah, first of all, we do need to acknowledge the fact that it's Mother's Day today. Totally. I mean, so Catherine and Helen, this is probably a little bit unusual for us to be sitting here behind a microphone at just after 7am. Um, what would we normally be doing? Catherine, what would you normally be well, doing? At this I point? think I'd be asleep, but I, <laughs> look, I have been known to order my coffee via my phone. <laughs> downstairs, upstairs to downstairs. Okay, so this is not an off-site coffee no, service. No, it's within the house. Right. Yes. Okay. And of course, that's the only way we can communicate with our kids now is via text. Yeah, look, I think my two would be sleeping through this and through Mother's Day morning and it's a very late brunch in bed it would be if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Miss Helen? Oh, same. I, I love my sleep-ins mm. on a Sunday mm. and, uh, yes, same. I would be having breakfast made for me. Yeah, I would be too. I usually I usually request that it's after nine, so at nine o'clock. Yeah. In they come bursting with mm. the breakfast tray with my smashed avo on gluten-free, of course. <laughs> and the dog, you know, jumps on the bed and then I get, you know, the, the plethora of presents and, and uh, piffed at me as well. Oh, that's lovely. What, do you, do you, oh, you wouldn't still get the Mother's Day stall 
No, we, we finished school last year, yeah. which was lovely. I've had one early rise, I think, on a Mother's Day. I actually got up to run the Mother's Day Classic, which is on today. Yes, that's um, right. That was my first ever run in my whole life. I'm a, I'm a sort of power walker. Mm. So that was an amazing experience and well worth getting up for. I know my, my niece, Rhiannon's running today and my two running buddies, Sophie and Alexia. Go oh. girls. Oh, that's amazing. So what, what, what cause is that for again? Um, look, I'm not sure exactly what yeah. cause that is for, but I know that there's they're all for, for charities and yes. for good causes. I've done the, the Carmen's um, run as well, which is mm. 5Ks, and that's for breast cancer. Mm. But um, I just did it for, for health and fitness and just to motivate myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, I mean, I'm a runner, and I don't think I would even get up for a run on Mother's Day. No, it was wonderful. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I think this year they're raising funds for the breast cancer research, yeah. um, which is an amazing cause. Oh, well, I think so. actually I must have I must have done that in memory of my staff, Heather, who passed away, um, thinking back. So, um, yeah, look, they're, they're all fantastic causes, these runs that they do. Yeah, well, we're, we're blessed to live in such a great city and I think they're going to have are. a great morning for it because it's actually not that cold out no. there. Mm. Um, so, Pete, normally is, miss, is, uh, is the lovely Vicky missing out on her breakfast in bed this morning? <laughs> oh, mate, yeah, she's sound asleep right mm. now. <laughs> so if she's listening, she's going to... Hear me say this, I love you, darling. And I want you to tell me this now. He'll get on. Only, only if you are awake. If you're not awake and I come home, you will not hear me. <laughs> so what are you going to make for her for breakfast when well, you get home? Oh, breakfast. Look, it'll probably be just a, a usual omelette with some Gruyere cheese this morning. Oh, or some right. left over that I used from tarts for this dinner last night. Uh. Um, you know, a bit, some spring onion through it. Yeah, you know, keep it relatively simple. Yeah. Are you hungry, Relatively. Jack? Are you hungry now? I tell you what I am hungry for is, Helen, you were lucky enough to get a beautiful hamper this morning delivered to us. We got presents today, oh. didn't we, from oh Vicky's Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. She is so creative. And they're the most beautiful gingerbread biscuits. And uh, she does so many amazing, um, you know, for a lot of charities yeah. and um, but they've all got stamping on them and they're pretty hearts and little coffee mugs and very cute coffee cups with um, mum all over them oh, with cute beautiful. little chocolates. And are, are they pearls? Um, probably chocolate pearls, yes. I would think. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> actually, can I, can I say something to Helen? Can I actually take a few homes so that I can Absolutely. say that? I've made Helen breakfast in bed. So yeah. I'm say, there you go. Some gingerbreads. Oh, gingerbreads. That is cheating, Frank. She's totally Talented and creative, Vicky's Vicky's. Thank you so thank much for you. our gorgeous surprise this morning. We'll, we'll be getting into a bit of that shortly. Yes. Um, <laughs> now we do have to cover off um, where we're at with um, football so far in this round. So I know that Pete, you're over there. You're a bit. You're champing at the bit. Oh yeah, I'm going to talk EPL because I tell you what, that's I do not. I want to stay away from the other one. Um, Thank you, Carlton. Anyway. Oh, look, don't. Oh, no, don't. I know. Just tell don't. me about it. We'll get but into that in a minute. Just, just don't. Well, I'll tell you what, just quickly with the EPL, though. How's this? Right, midnight tonight. That's it. It's all over. Round 38. Thank you very much for coming, ladies and gentlemen. But how is this? Jack and the crew, every trophy, the major European trophies, will end up in the UK by the end of the month. And I'm talking about the championship, um, the Champions League. So you've actually got Liverpool play Tottenham. That's going to be an absolute cracker, especially with... boys. Yeah, yeah, boys there. And then on the other one, Europa League, you've actually got Arsenal and Chelsea. Look, my intuition is saying this. Manchester City will win the Premier League title. There's no doubt about that. Um, they're playing Brighton. Of course they're going to win, right? But then you've got um, Liverpool. Will, I'm afraid to say Liverpool will win, and I think they're going to win at 4-1. 
I think there's going to be a big score there. Mohamed Salah's just on yeah, fire. Big call. Oh, look, that is a big call. But they're 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 just man monsters. And Arsenal and Chelsea, <laughs> monsters. <laughs> Chelsea and Arsenal in the uh, Europa League. It's going to be Arsenal. They will just come out and win that one. Look, all the major trophies go back to England. Why not? Hey, guess what? It's Mother's Day. We love it all. <laughs> God. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Very animated at this hour. I'm very impressed. Frank, um, A-League, anything you want to... Well, unfortunately, my boys, Melbourne City, mm. actually have uh, lost their finals game, so they're out for the season. Oh, okay. So next year. Next year. Well, we just need to have a bit of a quick chat about, obviously, overnight results um, with AFL. And, you know, I wouldn't be a true Bombers uh, supporter if I didn't you know, if I wasn't in a major, major snit about what happened on Friday night at the end of the game, when um, the Swans player, uh, Dane Rampey, decided to scale the goalpost um, just as David Myers was about to uh, go for a kick. Admittedly, it was a long shot. It was, you know, it was, you know, outside 50. Um, I just don't know where Dane's head was at. I mean, I don't know whether he just thought he was, you know, on the on the footy oval at lunchtime and decided to, you know, just jump on the, jump on the goalpost. I reckon he went and saw Avengers and he <laughs> thought he was one of those guys. He goes, I've got to go up. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens during the week. And the thing of it is it would have, you know, had that decision to, you know, pay a free to Essendon been given, that would have changed the game because, of course, as we know, the Bombers only, you know, lost by five points. So, anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that because otherwise I'll get cross and cranky. Um, but outside of that, um, you boys were, you know, it would have been good to see that um, Carlton, <laughs> Carlton actually showed up. I think we're just giggling about cross and cranky. Cross and cranky. <laughs> cross and cranky. You're going about cross and cranky. How can you blow 10 points, lose by 19 points at mm, the end of oh, a game? That's all I need to say. Mm. I, I'm just bolting. No, oh, please, someone else. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in defence of the boys, I, I actually saw a couple of boys last night and I had a chat with them and they were just heartbroken. Like, mm, they yeah. were genuinely heartbroken. I actually thought they had it in the bag. And yes. last five, what, five minutes, five and a half minutes, yeah. it wasn't. It was just, what do you do? So... And the others, of course, that would have been heartbroken would have been Melbourne. Only, um, uh, oh, sorry, well, Melbourne won by one point. But um, I was a bit upset to see that my cousin Michael Hibbert is uh, out with a suspected collarbone injury. Oh, so no. I hope he's waking up this morning. Best wishes to you, Michael, this morning when you're waking up and hope that it's all okay. And um, Jake Milsham also, I think he's got a foot injury that they'll find out about more of that in the next couple of days. But, yeah, it's an interesting round so far. There's a couple of hard picks in there. But, um, uh, yeah, we'll just see how we go with the rest of the round. Um, and today I think uh, even the Kangaroos might even have half a chance, but still they've got to play Geelong yet. I mean, it's even a very close season this, mm. this so far. It's, it's actually, there's no real standout. Mm, no, it How are your footy tips going? What footy tips? Oh, tell me about it. What football mm. tips? Oh, they've just gone yeah, my, I, to the billio. Yeah, me me and the, the, the two girls, the three, the three girls footy tipping comp that I have at the, um, with my daughters, my youngest is, you know, beating me and she, she doesn't even really look at the tips. Yeah. So I think she's yeah. probably got some sort of wonderful method better than me at the minute. I reckon if you don't know anything about football, mm. you'll win the footy tips this year. Yeah, quite possibly, <laughs> quite possibly. Well, my <laughs> contribution to the soccer is I've brought you two boys this yes. uh, World Soccer oh. magazine back Ooh. from China. I Enjoy. Know. You bought presents. I yeah, did. This, oh. is, this is absolutely beautiful if you could actually see it now. The football's top 100 most wanted yeah, I'm down there in the corner just under the um, sticker there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Breakfast Stable. At 20 past seven, time for... That's it. Yeah. 
Catherine Savazio, <laughs> our business and travel guru. Oh, I don't know if it's much of a holiday sort of travelling that I'm doing. No, no, you're doing a lot for work. Mm. Um, we certainly hope. You had a bit of a national lampoon situation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I did. Last week. Where have you been? What have you been doing and what went wrong? And which Griswold are you? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm definitely the wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was in China, in Shanghai, mm. and look, I'm there all the time, and mm. I mean all the time. Mm. I'm, I'm there probably five or six times a year, which is fine, um, but there's always something that happens that I mm. didn't expect, and um, this trip was no exception. Yes, okay. So, I mean, I've been to Shanghai too, and it can be, you know, it's a pretty manic place when she hit the ground, but, mm. but what, before you even got out of the airport, what happened? Well, I, I went via Sydney and mm. probably that's a little bit of a mistake. You can get a direct <laughs> flight um, if you choose a different airline, but I'm very fussy about which airline I travel with and I like to be in my comfort zone because mm. I travel so frequently. Mm. Uh, it really means that, you know, you feel great and you, you feel like you are, you know, sort of looked after. So, okay, so I'm travelling. I've gone via Sydney. I arrived in Shanghai, no problem, but my luggage did not. Oh, <laughs> here we go. And, he, and, and that's where it started. Oh, no. And it all just went, you know what, up from it there. It did. Mm. So, look, I've had luggage delays before and that's not a big problem. I'm a pretty glass half full kind of girl. Um, but when it got to the second day mm. and only one piece had turned up, uh, there were a few tears, I must say. Oh, <laughs> I do really, really quick short trips and every day is crucial and everything I pack is, is really important. Mm. Um, in a country like China, look, there's not always, you know, things that you can do to, to solve problems. But let me qualify that everything a woman packs is vitally important. <laughs> let, me just, let me just make that abundantly clear. Quick question. Was it a quick connection? So you flew into Sydney and then all of a sudden you're running for the plane. It to, was. And, and, and that's why. That is exactly what happened. The same happened to me. So yes. yeah, we're in the same boat. Yes. So my first tip is try and have a longer connection in between your, your flights <laughs> because um, it is a big risk actually, mm. um, missing your luggage mm. and... You know, if you're there for an expo like I was, whatever's in your travel luggage, you know, it's really, really crucial. So what's the first thing that you, when when you don't have your luggage turn up, and I, even Helen, I'd be interested to see what you think about this too, um, when your luggage doesn't turn up, what's the first thing you think, what's the first thing that you know you're going to have to do without? Oh, look, it, it depends what's in the luggage and it depends what my trip is for. Yes. So the last time it happened, I was there for a one-day conference and I arrived there four days late. Oh, sorry, four, four hours late. Four, four hours four late. Four days late. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going by, camel, oh, honey? Oh, my God. Well, the luggage went via Hong Kong um, and, and I was about to be um, shuffled via Hong Kong as well, but mm. um, I... I put up a bit of a fuss and I was on a plane the same day. But look, it can be anything from not being able to find the right clothes if you need yeah. to, to purchase things at the other end. I couldn't find the right foundation because <gasps> they didn't have my olive skin foundation. Um, but the good thing for me was I was at a beauty expo. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked around the booth on the morning I arrived. I had some emergency mm. samples and things, so that was all fine. I ended up getting product on the shelves. But um, in my booth was Natio. So I had a look oh. at, at what Natio had, and I didn't realise they had makeup. So I was spoilt, and yes. I, I was given a whole lot of things that saw me over until the next day. So at least I felt presented and I felt great, yes. you know, about being there. 
Yeah, and that, that is a hard thing when you do travel for work and mm. you're relying on, you know, your kit of things that you need. I have to say, when I travel, I'm always, that is my biggest fear mm. is my luggage doesn't mm. make, you know, mm. the trip. And mm. so I always, always in my hand luggage, I overload with a spare pair of, you know, underwear. <laughs> I, I, I'll pop, you know, always make sure I've got a toothbrush. Just because if you're arriving in a, a country that doesn't even speak your language, mm. um, you know, doesn't speak, there's no one around that speaks English, it's really difficult to try and navigate your way around purchasing things that, and, and so true. things that are going to fit you That's as so well, true. Oh, you know. I mean, I'm um, a bit on the petite side, so mm. I can get clothing, no problems. And you'll mm. find the Western stores in Shanghai, not a problem. But where the expo is, there's actually none of these big shopping malls close by. So it's not that easy to get what you need. No, gosh. And, and when it is overseas, you know, for, you, for them to eventually catch you up with your luggage, you know, that can, as you know, ta- that does take a few days, as opposed to when you're in Australia and you land and you, you know, arrive in Canberra with nothing. Poor yeah. Catherine would have had, oh, here she comes again. Oh, my God, she's in the same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Look, I was able to buy a couple of things and, and I got by without, you know, th- I think not many people noticed what was going on. Yeah. Um, oh, but, no. it, but it was a tough way to start a trip when it's only like four, four days on the ground. Yes. Um, it, it's really tough. Yeah. And so, um, so this is... How many times is this to Shanghai now? Oh, look, I can't count. Dozens of times, dozens. I was actually there last year for a trade mission and um, we were talking last night about this beautiful restaurant on the on the Bund where mm. you're looking at uh, across at the monstrosities of these beautiful um, state-of-the-art buildings, but on the other side where you are, it's all the colonial buildings. It's just mm. magnificent. It's an mm. amazing city. It is amazing. It's so beautiful. beautiful. And you've got these amazing food choices. And Pete, um, I must say I, I indulge in beautiful Chinese food when I'm there. What do you think about Chinese food? I reckon it's absolutely outstanding. Oh, I love it. If you go back to traditional Chinese food, mm. um, you know, you got chicken feet and all of these things. But I tell you what, mm. it's absolutely beautiful. And some of the flavours, mm. you know, I love the Szechuan flavours. Yes, I do Hot. too. Yeah. Give you a bit of like, thank you very much and I'll see you next week kind of <laughs> work. But I tell you, it works. I mean, the chilies and that, ugh, to die for. But they know how to um, mix their flavours together really, really well. Yes, I actually love it. I mean, I always go for traditional Chinese if they say, what cuisine would you like? Yeah. Mm. Oh, look, and you should all the time. I, I think, you know, Catherine, especially with you traveling all the time, wherever you go, you should always try the local cuisine. I agree. I like to actually go and find the little store vendors on the street mm. and you, you see who they're feeding and if they're feeding someone in a local shop, go and get mm. it from them. Absolutely. Because you know that. They're good. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Because the locals are eating it. That's right. We did yeah. that in Vietnam. It was absolutely amazing. Mm. Well, that brings, of course, up to you, Pete. So you have been. And it's t- time for. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the topic. There we go. Oh, I love it. You gotta love it. Food, glorious food. Well, Naruma Oyster Festival uh, last weekend was an absolute cracker. I actually drove up to Naruma, so it was a straight, uh, what, seven and a half hour drive. Where, where is it exactly? It's on the east coast of New South Wales. Right, yes, okay. Right, right on the east coast there. So part of Australia's Oyster Coast, uh, who I do a lot of work with, um, a phenomenal weekend. We actually, the Friday night, we did a tour with some of the um, amazing chefs from Nobu, uh, Aquinas, one of our seafood distributors here. Mm. And we took them, showed them some of the oyster leases. I did a gourmet barbecue for 50. 
um, uh, on the Friday night. Just a small gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah tiny. Some intimate friends. Yeah. yeah. You know, no pressure at all. No. And then, I mean, what we ate was, you know, a massive Florentine steak. That was, oh, oh my God. It. And it was actually cooked on the coals, which was absolutely Ooh. phenomenal stuff. Uh, we had that. We had some kinkawooka mussels. Which I beg are, your pardon? Kinkawooka. Stop swearing. Which, which are, exactly. Yeah, which are actually from South Australia. Beautiful mussels. Um, we had some, of course, Humpty Doo Barramundi crispy skin done on a barbecue by, oh, yeah, yours, Trelle. And the rest of it was, it was just beautiful. So when you're doing a barbecue for 50, yeah. and you know how the Aussie barbecue, where you've got, you know, the blokes standing around the barbecue, do you literally have to have like 100 blokes standing with you turning fish? And no, <laughs> no. Okay, there was, there was three of us. There was three of us. So I actually um, I just showed the, the guys where the hot coals were with the grate on top how to do the Florentine. Right, with a steak. And so you really want to make sure you render that fat through. So the flavour, that's where the flavour is. Mm. And so render that. These T-bones are huge. So you could probably think they're probably about three inches thick. Mm. Absolutely amazing. You take the meat off and you slice it up. Uh, the barramundi, I did that on the barbecue. It cooked on a medium to low heat. You can actually put it skin side down after you season it, right, and just leave it there for around about six minutes. You know Lemon it's going to be... No. No? No. I like to keep it a la natural as much okay. as possible. So you get to taste the actual mm. original flavours. That's mm. what you want. Mm. Um, but we did something, because up, especially up in the estuaries in New South Wales, the Pacific oyster is a pest. So what they were doing, these Pacifics, probably about the size of your hand, put them on the coals and cook them. And then what we did is they pop open and you've got these beautiful morsels mm. and then you get a bit of abalone sauce. And you brush it over the top. Absolutely delectable. He loves his abalones. Yeah. yeah. But not only that, the next stage I thought, let's do a little bit of garlic butter, garlic, spring onions, butter on the coals, cook it up, get it going. And then they pop open it and a little drizzle on top and that is it. I'm Ladies and hungry. Oh, it was absolutely beautiful. So anyone like this for breakfast this morning, I'll be right over. Oh. <laughs> and I know my darling wife, Vicky, happy Mother's Day and that because she is listening. She just sent me a message, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome, Pete. Well done and good on you. And, you know, you get to see so much of the, the countryside with everything that you're doing. Oh, Amazing. look, absolutely. Well done. You know. Well, we're heading off to a break. Next, we're going to have Frank up and he's got a special guest who we're going to be speaking to shortly. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Plus. At 7.36, we continue, Jack. Well, welcome back again to The Breakfast Stable, our first broadcast. And on Mother's Day, we're all having a bit of fun in here this morning, which is great. And Frank Ciccone, you're going to be speaking to a very special guest on our first show. We're pretty excited about this guest. Yes, Jack. And, and look, this girl, very, very cool girl. We spoke to her during the week and then actually last night, um, we actually had a chat with her last night just to confirm that she'll be on this morning. <laughs> and basically the conversation went for about five minutes. So it was just a lovely lady. And look, I'll give you a bit of a background with this lady. Uh, Australian singer, uh, five ARIA nominations, an ARIA award for producer of the year, and to top it off, an APRA award for song of the year. And so like growing up in the 90s, like I think she was a pretty, pretty cute little little lady Ooh, at that time. Celebrity so, crush, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. And then and Tanya now recently um, had a single um, that it was called Speak. Last week she presented at at, at the APRA Awards uh, for an award she presented. And as we speak, she's doing an Australian national tour. So um, and and also there's a, a, a show she has on next week. But we have actually got Tanya Doka here on the line. Tanya, how are you, Bella? 
Good morning. Good morning. So look, Tanya, normally we do. My question is, how do you do this so early on Sunday morning? Oh, we just back it up from going to nightclubs the night before and just you know just continue. <laughs> now, Tanya, look, normally we do the usual interviews, and that's what we normally normally that's what people do. But I'm going to let you have a chat, and I want yeah. you to let us know about what you're doing with the, with your concert and tours and the national tour that's happening at the moment. Oh, wow. Straight into the promo. I love it. Thanks, <laughs> um, well, well, look, I'm in the country this this um, this month because I live in Sweden for the most part. Um, I married a Swede and had a Swedish uh, Viking son, so I'm mostly over there these days writing songs. But um, this month I'm, um, I'm back here doing Bachelor Girl shows. We put the band back together about 18 months ago and this is our first... Um, Melbourne headlining show in over eight years. So it's a kind of a special one. It's at Mimo Music Hall next Saturday, May 18th in St Kilda. Very exciting. um, Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's kind of nostalgic. And and since I live in Sweden, these uh, shows are not frequent because the back and forth is starting to drive me a little nuts. But we are actually moving back in a couple of years. But you know, I think this will be the, the one and only headlining show for a couple of years. So, Oh, we can't you know, wait to you... have you back here permanently. Oh, thank you. You're very <laughs> kind. At least there's one of you. That's nice to know. <laughs> 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 oh no, we've always I've always been a fan of yours. This is Helen Riser here. Oh, yeah. And Thanks, um Helen. oh and you know, buses and trains. I mean we all loved that song. Everyone was singing it at the time. Um but recently yeah. you competed uh in the Eurovision Australian selection and you were fabulous. Fabulous. Oh, I'm so you. proud to see you uh oh, perform. And was crazy, uh, how was, was that life. experience? How how was it? Look, it was crazy, Helen. I, I, I'll admit that, you know, it's, I've actually connected with, with everyone on the show, like, so amazingly well. I think, I mean, I'm not, I'll, I'll admit, I'm not actually cut out for these kind of singing competitions. I'm not, you know, I'm sort of old school like that. I just sort of pay my dues and, you know, sang in clubs and bars and then got a deal and, and away we went. But that's a different beast, the whole singing yeah. competition thing. And I actually... Um, I had two songs in the top 20 songs that were selected over, like I think there were 700 songs uh, uh, submitted. And the producers of the show said, hey, Tam, why don't you just sing one of these songs of your own? Like, I actually submitted as a songwriter. So it was oh, a little bit of a surprise. Okay. I got a call, like I said, four weeks prior to the whole event. So it was a very, very fast campaign and... Um, kind of crazy in in that sense but and of course not living um, in australia um having to fly well, over well, well actually it was in i was in the country and that's one of the reasons i said yes you know um and i've very much been a part of that whole scene in sweden because we submit songs over there all the time i mean they they've been doing their own version of of you know eurovision selection yeah. for over 30 years i mean this is but this was the first time for australia so we didn't know what to what to sort of expect. But I think it's been wonderful. In fact, now Kate Miller-Heike doing yes. so well in Tel Aviv and she's a real threat. I'm, I'm thinking she better win. Yes, yeah. I know. Oh, she's, she's You need to go win, girl. She's incredible, <laughs> um, an incredible girl. Uh, extraordinary artist and person, yes, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. And look, you know, we... Um, 
we're we're all um, we're all going to support you and Absolutely. hopefully um, come and see you in concert at uh, in oh, St thank Kilda. You next week well, it's and um nostalgic with the 90s and everything oh, can't wait <laughs> can't wait as soon as we hear your name sorry sorry tanya as soon as we hear your name i think we we all sing the songs in our mm. head yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally oh, sorry about that sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you tell me oh oh my gosh so that 1999 was it what it, year, was, what? Actually, it, was, it, it was actually 1998 it was released and uh, so that oh. meant that last year we had our 20-year oh. anniversary, Wow! which is absolutely mental. And uh, with that, we thought we'll release a newie oh. and that was when Speak got, yes. you know, plucked out. And uh, Speak was quite a... Was wasn't as comedic and you know sort of jovial as buses and trains. We thought if we're going to come back with a new one after I think it was over twelve years, we thought we better be. We just wanted to be, I don't know, say something of worth to us at least, and not to get all depressing on you guys. But you know, it just feels like we're all so, in a sense, disconnected these days because of social media. It can be a wonderful yeah. thing texting each other and so forth but on the other hand I feel like we're not actually having a lot of real face-to-face conversations with people because yeah. um, we say a lot of things in text rather than pick up the phone and, and actually speak and that's where the song Speak um, comes from so it was a real call to action to you know put down your phone and and you know have a real Melbourne latte with someone and catch yeah. up with them. You know? Well, that's why they're <laughs> calling you the uh, APRA ambassador for the Nordic region, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, being a songwriter, artist and coach as well. Um, right. We, well, that's, um, I know. Yes, it makes sense, you know, coming out with a song. Um, and, and most all your songs have had so much meaning and, you know, the words, they, they tell a story and... Um, and that's why there's that longevity. Um, and Catherine wants to ask you something, actually. Yeah, hi, Tanya. I'm really curious. Hi, um, hi. I've, I've had a, a business, Aroma Baby, for 25 years, and you've been in the industry almost oh. as long. How do you balance Ooh. your business with your motherhood? You've got a little one. Oh. Especially you know, on, well, on I'm, Mother's I'm, Day. I mean, we, we just split our time between, yeah. you know, this juggle that's constant. Yes. It's very true. Uh, look, I mean, I'm a newish mum, so yeah. I'm only four years as a, uh, you know, on the planet as a mum. But yeah. I think it, yeah, it is interesting. I think it can be both. Like it, it is the fuel for me these days. It's very much, you know, what's going to. Um, and they, I guess when I had Leo, I hadn't been an artist for a long time. Like as in up front singing my own songs. I was very much in studios writing songs for other mm. people. And it was, I had to get back to that place because I thought felt that I, I don't know, it was like some sort of get back to the real real mm. me or the, the me that I'd missed. I needed to sort of shelve it for a while, but mm. I'd missed it. So in some ways it's very much the fuel, but it, getting back into my artist world also made things more complicated, complicated because I... I've been flying back and forth to Australia so many times now. In fact, I counted 
since 2012, I've been to Australia 30 times. Oh, wow. Well, this is the thing, and that, and yeah. that was the from juggle Sweden. for me, you know, yeah. in, in the beginning yeah. when the kids yeah. were little, just juggling that, that whole work-life yeah. thing with the travel and, you know, not being home all the time. Well, we have, no, we have really to... Hard. Well, we have to, yeah. um, uh, you know, wish you an amazing Mother's Day, don't we, Frank? I mean, you know, it's been oh, lovely having you. Tanya on today. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. not actually, like, Leo's not actually here with me, so that's the other thing. We're, we're <laughs> three or four weeks apart, so it'll be a struggle just to get him on Skype to get him to say happy mm. Mother's Day. Aww. But I'll just, like, because he's only four, so he's more interested in his car than his <laughs> mum. But, but that's okay. I'll have a virtual one and... Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like, uh, and spoil my mother, my Italian mother, while oh. I'm here. Well, have a, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us, Tanya. We really appreciate it. All the best. And, Thanks, and good luck Welcome. with the, the concert next week as well. And yeah, just have a great Can day. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yes. Is this your first show? Yes. yes. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Tanya. Well, and you are our special idea. guest. <laughs> that's, that's extraordinary. I thought, what am I like on the one of the first guests on the first show ever? Yes, that's you amazing. are. Yes, yeah. you are. Well, it's only onwards and upwards from here. Absolutely. Like, pig. Well done. How do we compete with this Thank next you. week? <laughs> Thank you, Tanya. Uh, just get Madonna in. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to have you. Thank you so much, Tanya, and we'll be back after. Thank you, and Bye. happy Mother's Day. Good luck. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEM Plus. At 10 to 8, we continue. Jack. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Helen. Good morning. Oh. <laughs> We're still, still early. It's still <laughs> Yes, that's right. It's still morning. <laughs> oh, darling. Now, we're very excited to have you because, of course, you know about what's going on in Melbourne all the time, 24 hours a day. I get emails from you at 2 a.m., so I know <laughs> that you don't sleep. <laughs> oh, I know. You I am sleep deprived. I know, you poor darling. Um, but you uh, have everything going on in Melbourne. So what has been going on? What's on? Well, what was on just uh, two nights ago was the Treasure Chest Charity Gala mm, Dinner mm. at uh, Peninsula at Docklands, uh, run by um, the incredible charity, um, which uh, helps uh, provide even better care for breast cancer journey by um, uh, this year that we were raising funds uh, uh to um, bring on a clinical psychologist um, who assists women with counselling and information mm. at the Royal Women's Hospital and the Royal Melbourne Hospital. And um, we're also raising funds for this incredible new machine um, called the Centimag Lymph Gland Probe, which um, is the most brilliant uh, state-of-the-art equipment that um, actually... Uh, you know, when 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 you are diagnosed with breast cancer, sometimes they can't uh, find exactly. Um, you know, they go through the lymph nodes, mm. and uh, in the old days, they used to remove them all. Now they can actually pinpoint which one needs to be removed. And um, we want to bring this machine uh, to the Royal Women's, and uh, it uh, the Treasure Chest Charity. I've been. Uh, with I'm um, on their committee uh, mm. for the past couple of years, uh, run by founder Pratika Lal, mm. who um, you know has had breast cancer twice. It's in her family, her sisters as well, and um, and uh, she just works tirelessly uh, with the team at the Royal Women's Hospital to provide better care for women um, and men uh, going through their breast cancer journey. And today we're so lucky to have. 
um, this service for private and the public health sector. So, um, and I'm very passionate about, um, you know, trying to raise more funds. We we want to raise 150,000 by the end of June mm. um, and we're getting there. It's all on uh, their website, the Treasure Chest Charity. Um, and my cause are the, um, is the um, website for the fundraising for this particular machine and clinical psychologist. I know I've had a bit to do with um, Treasure Chest through my business as well. Mm-hmm. We've supported yes. them for a few years. And they do some sensational work in um, the recovery, don't they, in reconstructive Absolutely. surgery and that type of thing. Yes. Tattooing and, and reconstructing the breast once they've had the mastectomy. Yes, and mm. you can get free tattooing services yeah. there. Um, but it's all, it's not just um, the psychological uh, effects on the woman, but it's the complete family, the yes. husband. And, of course, the ball was called Men with Breast Intention. <laughs> I love that. And uh, they were serving up boob cakes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's actually all different coloured boobs, oh. um, yeah, chocolate and vanilla. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was just, it was celebrating uh, the fact that, you know, we are so fortunate in this country and in this city in this, in this to age. have incredible uh, services available free of charge mm. um, and to any, you know, to absolutely anyone. And, um, you know, we, it was very proud. And, of course, uh, Professor Bruce Mann is is the god over mm. there at the Royal Women's and... Um, yeah, so very, uh, it's a very good cause. So yeah. definitely come on board, everyone. And I think that's an important point. I mean, you know, a lot of these um, situations are extremely sad and, and, and you know, it's a, hard, it's a hard road for a lot of people. So when you've got an opportunity to potentially, you know, celebrate where we're at now in terms of how, you know, what the survival rate is um, and where people can come together and enjoy themselves and celebrate the fact that, you know, people are still alive and, mm. yes. you know, pro- people are progressing in research and and then also how we support it's important to do that as well because you know it can be you know a huge toll on the patients and and the families and their it's it's close to home we're all affected by breast cancer to be quite honest and and um you know professor bruce mann operated on a girlfriend of mine in the morning on friday morning Mm. and that night was Mm. on stage um telling us his story and and how treasure chest charity helps Everyone and um, I was sitting at the table of one of their, you know, leading breast cancer surgeons, who's actually uh, going through breast cancer herself. Mm. It really um, hits home, doesn't oh, it? Oh, totally, mm. totally. So um, we, yeah. So thank you for um, uh, telling the story or allowing me to tell the story about Treasure Chest Charity oh, this morning. Good on you, Helen. You're you're an amazing person. You do a lot for charities, as we all know in the team, don't we? That um, Helen really does. Oh, put a massive does. effort. Yeah, she a lot does. of people don't realise. No, or... Totally. I love charity and I love giving back. Yeah. And, um, well, so... One in eight ladies are affected by breast cancer yes, these days. So the survival rates are improving, but this is such an important um, issue and it's such an important thing to talk about on Mother's Day. Of course. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yes. So there's a lot of mums out there that I'm sure are grateful to be here. And and um, we also want to, you know, put a shout out to, you know, women who have lost their mums as well. And, you know, our thoughts are with you as well. But um, no, well done, Helen. You an amazing girl, but we also need to talk about probably another charity situation that is federal politics. Oh, <laughs> that was the best intro. Ever. Uh, great segue. The only thing I like yes. about that time of year, <laughs> the federal election, are the sausage scissors. Let's be honest; it's the best bit about Australian politics.
politics and the only reason why <laughs> compulsory voting was was introduced is so that we could help raise money for local schools and scout groups by having a sausage. <laughs> onion or no onion on the snag. Oh, totally. <laughs> but no again, onion. But then again, I reckon they should change the sausages up a little bit. You mm. know, come on. Now, okay. let's, let's just really... Get away from just the average sausage. No, 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 no. It's got to be the average sausage. That's just politics on its own. That's just politics right oh, there. Exactly. It is. <laughs> I'm from the sausage party. It's like saying pineapple or no pineapple on pizza. Oh. You know what I mean? It's that political. So you're standing in line to vote, then mm. you're standing in line for the sausage sizzle, then you're standing in line for the coffee cart, <laughs> and then you're standing in line for the cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in, in the bubble where I live, um, it actually, it's a fate. It ends up being yeah, a fight. It is. It's a total. <laughs> because people bring their dogs as well. So there we all are. No, and you get a million brochures. Yes. You go, you go say, hey, guess what? Vote for me. Vote for me. Oh, guess what? I have a little party treat for you down the road. <laughs> a sausage sizzle. Everything's there. It's, it is the best thing. I know I've had to explain it to overseas guests, you know, um, that, you know that, that they come over and they go, oh, you know, how come your elections only last six weeks? Or actually, no, the campaigns last even less. Um, and A, look, we all really can't be bothered. Um, and uh, B, you know, our lives really don't change that much. Like we wake up the next day and we all put our shoes on and we go to work and, you know, try and be good human beings really at the end of the day. But um, but trying to explain the sausage sizzle is is a big thing. And, um, you know, they do look at us and say, well, how Aussie is that? Yeah, you go to Bunnings every Saturday and Sunday morning. You got the Lions Club up there. There you go. Mm. And then you got the elections come around. You have got sausage sizzles. You've got to love the country. But do you put the abalone sauce onto the sausage? Oh, no, don't ruin it, my friend. Don't ruin it. Well, we must mention, um, well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So we um, have all sorts of wonderful socials with the uh, Breakfast Stable Show. So now we're on Facebook. You can go to our page and you can like us and see what we get up to. We're also on Instagram. Breakfast Stable and on Twitter at Breakfast Stable. We would love to hear from you. And we also have an email. If you'd love to ask us a question, um, get on that. Get on the interwebs and get in contact with us. And that's the breakfaststable at gmail.com. Um, we've had a really lovely morning, I think. It's gone okay. We have. It has. I've enjoyed oh, it. Yes, we've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a lot it. of fun. I know. It has been a lot of it fun. Is. It is. But this is the way every Saturday, Sunday morning should be. <laughs> Complete fun. <laughs> full of laughter and full of beautiful people that make you smile and want to get out of bed and enjoy this wonderful day that is Mother's Day. Now, speaking of, to my missus, Helen out there, uh, happy yeah. Mother's Day. I will oh, be getting their home very soon. You are very and, good uh, boy. presents there somewhere, so I've got to wake the kids up to make the breakfast. <laughs> oh, well done, Frank. Have a great day, everyone. Happy Mother's happy Day, mother's girls. Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. A happy Mother's Day to all the mums. That radio show is up next and news as well.